Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's vlog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I have a fascinating subject to share with you today in this week's vlog. It has to do with the five appetites. And this is a subject I learned about from a wonderful book that I highly recommend. It's called Eat Like the Animals, What Nature Teaches Us about the science of healthy eating by two biologists from Australia, David Rubenheimer, Robenheimer and Stephen Simpson. So the five appetites. You know, I don't think I hardly ever talk about the subject of appetite on the weekly vlog. And what is an appetite? An appetite is a system that drives us to eat. It's what creates the motivation, the drive to eat, is our appetite. And I think we usually think about appetite as singular, but it turns out appetite is not singular. We don't just have one appetite. We have exactly, only and precisely, five distinct appetites. You want to hear them? All right, here we go. We have an appetite for each of the three macronutrients. So we have an appetite for protein, an appetite for carbohydrate, and an appetite for fat. We also have an appetite for salt, and we have an appetite for calcium. Those are the five appetites. Now they discovered this through their research, um, both on humans and animals. The book goes into this in a lot of detail. It's truly fascinating. Uh, but what are the implications what are the implications? I want to share with you three distinct implications for you and your bright line eating journey. Uh, four, actually, four. First of all, salt. Salt is a separate appetite. Salt, sodium chloride, NaCl, is absolutely essential for nervous system functioning. Those ions are required for basic functioning. And what I wanna say is if you've stopped eating processed foods, if you're only eating whole real foods, it is my opinion as a neuroscientist that you must be supplementing your food with salt. To eliminate salt from your diet is absolutely not healthy or wise. Um, and it can drive you to eat because we have a distinct salt appetite. Notice that salt is the only macronutrient, or sorry, micronutrient, the only nutrient that we can taste. The only one. We have a whole set of taste buds dedicated to making sure that we can detect salt. And the preference for salt is absolutely wired in. Young babies prefer slightly salty water over plain water. Salt is so essential. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we have only those five appetites. 
And what that means is that if anyone is trying to convince you that your cravings or your binges are due to some nutrient deficiency, that's not one of those five nutrients, they are wrong. They are wrong. We do not have a magnesium appetite. So it is not possible that your craving for chocolate is caused by a magnesium deficiency. We don't have an iron appetite. So it's not possible that you're craving meat because you're deficient in iron. Uh, we only have five appetites. So that's just helpful to know, right? Your cravings are not coming from there if, unless it's protein, carbohydrate, fat, salt, or calcium right? Those are the five appetites. So that's just helpful to know. And there are independent studies showing that, like uh, taking people and saying, what are you craving? What are you binging on? And then measuring their blood and going, oh yeah, people who are deficient in this aren't craving that and there's no correlation whatsoever. So there's independent verification of that. So that's interesting. That's helpful. So the last two things I want to share here have really big implications on your bright line eating journey and your just the way you eat. Um, uh, one is that if you're trying to do keto, if you're trying to reduce your grams of carbohydrates down to very, very small numbers, um, you are likely to binge on carbohydrate rich foods and probably not carrots. <laughs> um, and so I do not think that long-term a ketogenic diet is a wise thing given that we have an independent appetite for carbohydrates. Now the challenge with the appetites is that there are no universal baseline minimums that apply to every human being. So it is possible that you could get yourself into a state of ketosis if, for example, you're trying to do that because you've got a condition or a disorder where you really feel like it's gonna be healthier for you to be in a state of ketosis. It's possible you could reduce your grams of carbohydrates down enough to get into a state of ketosis and be eating enough carbohydrate to not trigger that appetite. Each person is gonna vary on that. Every person is unique and distinct in terms of their baseline minimums. But I guarantee you, you have a, a, an appetite for carbohydrate. And if you're not getting your carbohydrates from apples and from carrots and from oatmeal and uh, from all sorts of fruits and vegetables, healthfully, naturally, uh, odds are you're gonna break out sideways and you know go grab some foods that you don't wanna be eating, right? Um, I know a lot of people who've tried to recover from food addiction with a ketogenic approach, and I know that there are professionals who advocate that, and I see the people who work with them experiencing periodic binges, like mega binges on carbohydrate-rich foods, and it doesn't surprise me we have a carbohydrate appetite. So that is one thing. Now, of course, in Bright Line Eating, we advocate, generally speaking, a balanced macronutrient approach, which is, you know, in line with what we know about the five appetites, right? You wanna be eating enough proteins, carbohydrates, and fats every day in a balanced way. It makes sense. Restricting one macronutrient artificially 
isn't in line with what the science teaches us about how to eat healthfully. So the last thing I wanna share is really critical, and that is that one of those five appetites is more dominant than the others. And it's the protein appetite. We will be driven to eat powerfully if we're not getting what our body deems to be enough protein. Now, unfortunately, there's no percentage of total calories uh, that's enough according to you know, what research shows for every human being, people are different. So 12% of calories from protein might be enough for me and 30% of calories from protein might be what's needed for you if you have Inuit ancestry you know, it could be that you need way more. We don't know, we don't know, you don't know, none of us know. And so here's the good news. You know you're getting enough if you're not hungry. Because if you're not getting enough protein, that appetite is so dominant that you will be driven to eat, AKA very, very hungry, if you're not getting enough protein. Now, here's the corollary of that, it's possible that if you're on the Bright Line Eating Food Plan and you're hungry, it's possible that simply choosing more protein-dense protein options and vegetable options will eliminate that hunger. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, for breakfast, don't have two ounces of nuts. There's not much protein in two ounces of nuts. Have eight ounces of Greek yogurt, right? Lots of protein in eight ounces of Greek yogurt. Um, for vegetables, don't eat corn, eat spinach and kale, sauteed spinach and kale, right? Tons of protein in sauteed spinach and kale, tons of protein in broccoli, tons of protein in Brussels sprouts. So eat your uh, cruciferous and green leafy vegetables preferentially to get more protein. Eat tempeh, like it's going out of style every day. Eat tempeh for a protein serving for lunch or dinner. Um, if you eat animals, eat uh, chicken, you know, chicken breast, fish, these sorts of things. High density protein choices are going to be awesome and potentially supplement with a high quality protein powder. The one I always recommend is Complement brand, C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T because it's made only out of whole real foods, no sweeteners, no additives at all. And uh, one ounce of that is half a protein serving, an ounce and a half if you're male. Um, and just adding that to your breakfast, um, just by shaking it up in water, drinking it down like, like medicine, you know, like a supplement, uh, can absolutely stem the tide of hunger if it's being caused by a protein appetite right, if that's what's happening with hunger. So I think it's really important to note that in the Bright Line Eating Food Plan, some foods like almond milk, for example, are listed in the protein category, but they have almost no protein. And it's really a buyer beware situation because um, if you're using that and you're hungry, you really wanna take a look at swapping that out for something that has far more protein in it because the protein appetite is dominant. It will drive you to eat like nothing else. So five appetites, isn't that interesting? Who knew, right? Protein, carbohydrate, fat, salt, and calcium. You need to get enough of those on a daily basis or you will be driven to eat. Um, and if you're not being driven to eat beyond your Bright Line Eating food plan, you can rest assured you're getting enough because that appetite, 
must by definition be quenched, otherwise you'd be driven to eat more. So food for thought. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.